0: What's up what's up everybody welcome back to another episode of the format podcast and uh today we're going to talk some uh nba playoff basketball not the whole playoffs but um as you saw from the topic of this video we're definitely going to discuss uh nick Wright, of course right he's one of the main dudes that gives us a constant stream of content and we're going to discuss one of the best players in today's nba notice the emphasis there and we'll get to that luka doncic so let's get right to it um Nick Wright. The guy's a freaking genius. I know that based on other things that I've said about him in the past or things that some of you you might have heard him say or some of your feelings you might have on him, you're wondering, what? Nick Wright's a genius. What is Bruce talking about? Let me tell you why Nick Wright's a genius. He knows exactly what he's doing. He knows who he's talking to. He knows how he tries to manipulate things. He's a really smart guy, honestly. Um, could have gone to Harvard. Both of his parents are Harvard legacies, right? Well, both of his parents attended Harvard, so he could have gone there as legacy. He went to uh, Syracuse, one of the best journalism schools in the country. Sometimes you wouldn't know it by some of the things he says and the, the flat out duplicitous nature of uh, him basically lying on TV in a lot of cases or being disingenuous, but different story. Um, yeah, he really smart guy, right? For instance, uh, years ago, I want to say around 2013, 2014, He put out a tweet, and this is when he was still, I believe, in the Houston uh, radio market before he got to FS1 and started becoming a TV personality. He put out a tweet, which you can scour the Internet now, but cannot find. I don't know how he managed to make that disappear. But anyway, the tweet, um, and I don't have the exact verbiage, but it was right along the lines of saying, if anyone who thinks LeBron James is a better player than Kevin Durant, they're crazy. Right along those lines, not the exact words, but. I have tried and tried to find that tweet, cannot find it. And very smart, because as we know, Nick Wright's current position is basically LeBron James' biggest media fanboy. And what has that done? That has really increased and ramped up how he is perceived in the sports media and really has been a launchpad to his television career. Because before that, you know, he was a radio guy and he was good, um, pretty good. He's had a couple of radio jobs. Uh, First, he was in Kansas City. Then he was in Houston. And then basically um, when he jumped on the LeBron James uh, bandwagon or whatever you want to call it, that's when he ended up getting to FS1. And his rise has been pretty, I want to say, not maybe not meteoric, but his rise has been pretty rapid since then. He's basically the main guy on uh, FS1's uh, morning show, uh, First Things First. That's pretty much his show, even though there's um, a couple other personalities on it, but he's the main guy. Anyway, so we say all that to say Nick Wright is a genius. And why else is he a genius? Because in his stance as LeBron's biggest advocate in the uh, sports media on television, right? Shannon Sharp, probably a close second. But in his stance is that he has come with a myriad of ways to try and prop LeBron up. Now, you watch his show, you, always, you know what I always say. If LeBron's work stood on its own, he wouldn't need anything else to prop him up. But that's another story. Okay. What do I mean specifically by myriad of ways? This one is he always finds a way to take a shot at Michael Jordan and denigrate what Jordan has done in order to lift up LeBron. Okay, Michael Jordan, LeBron James video. There are tons of them on the Internet, on YouTube. We could talk about that all day long. Really, it shouldn't take all day if you know anything about basketball, but that's fine. But what's his latest move to talk about? or take shots at Michael Jordan in order to prop up LeBron. His latest move is this, check it out.
1: I'm gobsmacked that you guys watched a guy go 45, 12, and eight, who is now, for the first time, by the way, congratulations, Michael Jordan. You finally have company. For the first time in 35 years, there's someone else's name atop the highest playoff points per game leaderboard. It's Luka Doncic tied with Michael Jordan. And you're right, Brew or you would be right if you said, and when Jordan early in his career, he wasn't winning championships. That part is absolutely true. But the idea that this was a successful performance by the Suns on defense, when Lucas shoots 50%, goes 45, 12, and eight, that's just not what I saw. He is an all-time postseason performer. When he was 16 years old, he was winning championships against grown men. When he was 18 years old, He won MVP of the playoffs for the second-best league in the world. Then he came to the United States at 19 years old, and in his first playoff series ever, first series ever, uh, his first playoff game ever, scores the most points by any player in a playoff debut. His third playoff game ever, he hits a buzzer-beating game-winning three, and now we are 16 games into a playoff career. How does it stack up? Well, let's see. Points per game, Antoine? Oh, It's Michael Jordan 1 and Luka Doncic 2. Seems good. Okay, that's just scoring. What about passing? All right, so where is he in all-time playoff assist per game? Oh, wait. It's five Hall of Famers, the underrated Kevin Johnson, John Wall, and my large adult Slovenian son, Luka. Well, in today's game, though, three-point shooting's never been more important. Can you rely on him there? Well, let's see. Uh, The Splash Brothers are pretty good. Anybody other than them better than Luca? Oh, wait, no. So, at 16, he showed he was on this trajectory. At 18, he did. He comes to the NBA, does it, by the way. His playoff career has never had an all-star teammate alongside him, has been guarded by Kawhi Leonard and Paul George in two of the three series. The third series, he came in cold from an injury to a series that's already rolling, and he's hitting daggers. So, yeah, (laughs) he's proving to be... What some of us already knew, and now we have more evidence of, he's one of the greatest playoff performers ever.
0: Okay, now that's cool, right? Luka Doncic is a great player in today's NBA. Remember at the opening of the show, I said that, and I emphasized today's, and I said, we'll get back to it. Well, it's time to get back to it. Luka Doncic is a very, very good player in today's NBA. Outstanding. But I I hesitate to use the word great because I think he needs – A much larger body of work. And realistically, no matter the sport, especially basketball, though, in today's sports media and today's sports landscape, we are often too quick to throw the label of great on someone who's got a couple of years of playing really well, right? So, you know, according to the video, we just saw what Nick Wright is trying to do now is denigrate Jordan's legacy by saying suddenly Luka Doncic, because he is tied in playoff points per game, is now arguably the greatest playoff performer of all time. (sighs) Can we stop it? Like, seriously, can we stop it? Nick Wright knows what he's doing. He knows who he's talking to. He's talking to a generation of stat heads who didn't see earlier generations, who don't know what players like Michael Jordan, Larry Bird, Kobe Bryant, all these guys had to go through to get to the level that they got to. But here's my biggest argument to that, right? I'm gonna try to make this episode short. But my biggest argument, number one, Luka Doncic has a grand total of 17 playoff games. 17. Michael Jordan, 179 playoff games throughout his career. Luka Doncic, one series win throughout his career. Michael Jordan, we know how many, six championships. <laughs> Can we please stop it? Number 1, can we please stop trying to use other players and 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 ridiculous metrics to try and denigrate what Michael Jordan was able to do in a much tougher, much more physical, much more defense-oriented era. Right? The 33.4 points per game that Michael Jordan averaged in the playoffs are not the same as the 33.4 points per game that Lucas averaging now. Guys weren't shooting all these threes back then. The game wasn't made that way. The paint was packed. Guys weren't getting nearly as many free throws for uh, touch fouls like they are getting now. The game was so much more or less physical. So if you got 34 a game back then, those 34 a game, you earned them. Not saying Luka didn't earn them because Luka is a really good player. For the most part, just about every one of his numbers goes up in the playoffs, no question. I think he's averaging like 33.4, 10 and 9 or 8 and 9 for his playoff career so far. But again, 17 playoff games, two of those series against the same team. So maybe, just maybe, he had favorable matchups, right? Nick Wright likes to say that Kawhi Leonard was his primary defender in those two series against the Clippers. Not necessarily because we don't normally see those type of matchups anymore because most coaches want to save their best offensive players for offense. So it's not like he sicked Kawhi on Luka for those whole series and said, go ahead, lock him up. It doesn't work that way in the modern NBA. And also the way the rules are set. Thank you, Adam Silver. And, you know, thank you, uh, players for about the last, oh, 15 plus years, right? The way the rules are, nobody's going to lock up anybody now anyway, because the league doesn't want it. They want tons of scoring. They want to be able to market that. And that's fine. But to use that and to be disingenuous and say he's the greatest playoff performer ever. Come on, man. Come on, now Luca does step his game up in the playoffs, right? Just across the board, for the most part, his his numbers are better in terms of field goal percentage, three point percentage, um, rebounds, assists, all the counting numbers, right? So I give him credit for stepping up when it matters most. But again, how are we even fixing our mouths? Not we, but Nick, right? How are you fixing your mouth to say that 17 career playoff games is comparable or equivalent to 179 career playoff games? That's absolutely ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. Now, Luka, as good as he is, is also a beneficiary of his era. We talk about it time and time again. We talk about the open floors. We talk about the fact that guys are taking a ton more threes. Um, Game one of the Celtics and Bucks series, we saw the Celtics shoot 53 pointers and 18 twos. Come on. Are we really going to compare that to the era that Michael Jordan played in? That's not close. You're not going to tell me that a team shooting 53s is going to boost offensive numbers? Like, we've been through this. The average NBA game is over 83-point shots attempted for both teams combined. We've been through this. Stop it. Okay, next. Luca. again, really, really good player. But are we sure that he even matches up to the all-time great Europeans? Because I can tell you, based on what I've seen, and I've been watching this game since the 1980s, right? Luka as good as he is. Are we sure he's better than Tony Kukoc? No. Are we sure he's better than Dirk Nowitzki? No. He may have a more complete all-around game than Dirk Nowitzki, and the Euro that he probably mostly resembles in terms of how he plays is Tony Kukoc, but could Luka be doing now what he did when Tony Kukoc came into the league? Of course not. We look at a guy like Vladivak. Divac. We look at a guy like the late great Drazen Petrovic. We look at a guy like Arvidas Sabonis, who is known to be arguably the greatest European player of all time. It's probably between him and Drazen, right? Unfortunately, we didn't get a lot. We didn't get the vast majority of Sabonis's prime. Before he came to the U.S. to play with the Portland Trailblazers, because being a Lithuanian at the time, Lithuania was part of the Soviet Union, and he wasn't able to leave and come over here and hoop until the fall of the Soviet Union, Lithuania became its own country. Blah blah blah. Right. So we we're missing a lot of just how great Sabonis was. I mean, this is a guy who was seven three, could push the rock, was an incredible passer, defender, great finisher. Like everybody who played against this guy in international competition they will tell you how great Sabonis was, right? We know how great Drazen Petrovic was. We saw him make, I believe, third team All-NBA when he was with the New Jersey Nets um, before his untimely death and a car crash on the Audubon in Germany. This is, I think he died in 1992 um, after the Summer Olympics when he played on that, that former Yugoslavian team. And that was a great team. That featured players like... Uh, uh, Divak and Drazen Petrovic, and Dino Raja, and Tony Kukoc, Like, that was an incredible roster. I bring up all these great Euros. Also, Sarunis Marcelonis, who also played for the USSR, the former Soviet Union. He was another Lithuanian. Great player. Came over here, played with the Warriors and a few other teams. Um, I'd say this, there's a story about Vlade Divac, his first practice with the Lakers when he came over. Kareem was already gone. Obviously, Magic was the uh, established leader of the team. And you know how I feel about Magic. I have him number two all time on my NBA players list. But again, different story, different day. The point is, um, there was a story. They're in practice. The shot goes up. Vladi grabs the board, pushes the rock on the break, dishes it for a score, Right. Magic stops the practice and says, hey, 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 nah, nah, nah. You don't do that. You grab the rebound. You give it up to me. I'm the point guard here. And realistically, that's Magic's team. He's the greatest point guard of all time, a top five player of all time, wherever you rank him. Again, I have him number two, but he stops practice to tell him that. The point of the story is Vladi was an incredible player in his own right. We saw how good he was after the Lakers when he moved on to Sacramento, made multiple all-star teams, outstanding passer for a big man, could handle, could shoot. Uh, could play the post and defend. Really, really good player. I say all that to say we're so quick today to try and um, make everyone the greatest this or the greatest that. And yes, Luka is a very, very good player. But because of inflated stats, you got a guy like Nick Wright who loves to use the numbers, right? Because what? The modern NBA fan views the game through a statistical lens, right? They don't take into account all the other nuance that allows for the statistics to take place, right? He knows that. He's pushing that narrative. The NBA is actively pushing towards a younger audience, right? He knows that. That audience didn't see MJ play. That audience didn't see Magic, see Bird. That audience probably didn't even see Elijah Wan, right? Or or young Kobe. Okay. He knows that. This is why Nick Wright is a genius. He knows that LeBron James's work In terms of the quote unquote GOAT argument, can't stand on its own. He knows that. And that's why he's always using it to take shots at Michael Jordan. So now, because Luka Doncic, in his 17 games of playoff career versus Michael Jordan's 179 games and six championships, never losing in the finals, right? Never losing in the finals. He knows that he can throw the stats out there and try in his asinine fashion to compare Luka Doncic's playoff production with Michael Jordan. And it's absolutely ridiculous. But guess what? He's a genius because he knows there's a lot of people that are going to eat it up. Hey, it is what it is. The guy, he's, he's got his methodology figured out. But realistically, if you know hoops, you're not falling for that. All right. This was a quick one. Um, Again, Nick Wright's crazy. <laughs> he's comparing Luka to Michael Jordan. He's not taking into account all the nuance and nor will most of the people that listen to him and champion his arguments. OK, uh, thanks for tuning into this episode of the Format Podcast. Appreciate it. Uh, let me know what you think. Put your comments in the comments section right below. Uh, if you haven't already, please go ahead and click that subscribe button in the lower right corner of your screen. Definitely want to get some more subscribers on here. Definitely try my best to put out some good content for you guys. So go ahead. Hit that subscribe button. Um, Hit that. uh, Click the bell so you'll be notified when uh, new episodes come out and uh, you can stay up to date with what we're doing here. Um, If you want the audio only version of the podcast, you can see right there on the screen all the locations you can get it. But it's also available on just about every uh, audio podcast platform. Just type in the format podcast. Uh, to find us on YouTube. Same thing. Type in the format podcast. If your audio uh, podcast platform allows it, please go ahead and give us that five-star review. Helps us rise in the algorithm and helps us to be more easily found and get out to the ears of more listeners. All right. Really appreciate it. And uh, yeah, thanks. I'm out. Peace.